What's your name? Let me talk to you. Let me buy you a drink. I'm T Pain. You know me. Convict music, Nappy Bowie. I know the club. Close at three. What's the chance? Welcome to the Uncut 90. I'm your host, Delapa, with a few special guests. Um, Wass is here. Wass, back like I never left. Right, right, right. And Mecca is here as well. Hey, the G Max in the building. George, aka Lil Pep. Lil Pep. You must be. And Daniel, aka Damani. Oh, Daniel is quiet when we start. Of course. (laughs) Well, he's here. He's going to pop up at some point. I was muted. I said yo, yo. I was muted. My bad. (laughs) I said yo, yo. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you're repeating yourself. Yo, we're going to start with, of course, some of the EPL games and reviewing them. As you guys know, international break is upon us, so a bit of a break. But before we get into open games, I do want to ask, because um, Emeka was, you know, chomping at the bits, he wanted to talk about the best striker and the worst striker in EPL. So I'll start with the worst, because I feel like there's probably a little more conversation there to be had. Emeka, please kick it off. Who do you think is the worst striker in EPL currently? Well, thank you so much for asking. Um I would like to address a few strikers. You know, these strikers definitely need to figure out what it is that they plan on doing this season because they really have not achieved anything. You see, I was going to start with Anthony Marshall, <laughs> who has neither scored nor assisted a single goal. But you know what? I think he had his horn. He's, you know, a bit of a injury, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just going to let him off the hook, although it's still shambolic. Still shambolic. My my runner-up was going to be Roberto Firmino, you know, whom I don't know what we're doing with him now. It's starting to look like Robbie, Robbie is not really contributing to the team. Now they're even trying to figure out where to play him. Should we move him to camp? You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. But, you know, I would really, really, really like to address Haller. Haller. Joel Linton. Joel Linton. Webster, Web or oh, sorry, not Webster, Brewster. Sheffield oh. went and spent how much? Thirty-five M. Three of them are the worst strikers in the league right now. They need to figure out what the hell they are doing, and they need to stop it right now. Can I ask you about right someone, please? Can I ask you about someone? Oh yes, Obama Young is also a runner-up. Uh, Obama Young is also uh, a runner-up. How about Lacazette and Eddie Nketiah? No, Eddie, Eddie and Laka are banging in goals, actually. What goals are they banging in? Look, if you've scored more than two goals this season, I can't even fault. Like, at least you're doing a 25% ratio kind of stuff. But if you are on less than two, that is zero and what? One. <laughs> then you need to figure out in what's going on in this league. One goal in eight appearances in the league is not banging in goals. Well, Nketia is scoring outside of the Premier League. That's one. And then two, he comes off the bench. Everybody else I'm talking about is a starter. Fair enough. I think, I think we're forgetting Mitrovic. I would agree with Mitrovic, but you know, he scored some PKs, man. I have my FPL team, man. He's not been too bad. He's had a couple of games. Yeah, I guess. 
Uh, I think he had one good weekend a lot, but I don't know about a couple. I, I think it's two. You know, you know, PKs really cover up a lot of things. Um, Wes, I want to ask you about Anthony Martial because Emeka, I know through that in there as a shot. You know, we know that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite players. Um, for the record, I've been telling you for a while now that Martial is just not it because he's a one one game every five game player, like you said about Rashford. Like, please tell us how we're not seeing what he's doing because the guy has not done much this season. I mean, look, he had a three-game suspension. Martial has basically played maybe three games this season. He's played four. I just looked it up. Yeah, he, he has played four. Yeah. Right. So the Tottenham game, he got sent off in like the 20th minute. He basically didn't play that game. They sent him off early. So I'm not counting the Tottenham game. And since then, <laughs> no, seriously. Like I mean, we, I what you're saying. We, we started the season of terrible against Crystal Palace and Brighton. No, nobody played well in those games. And then the next game was Tottenham and he got sent off in the 20-something minutes. So, like, his season has not even started, you know. So, in by December, by the end of the season, when we look at his goal tally, we'll see that he'll be right up there with the best strikers in the Premier League. I'm not worried about Martial at all. No problem. Wow, right up there with the best strikers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, let's if we look look at his tally from year to year since he started playing for United, despite getting thrown out of the starting lineup by Jose Mourinho, he still he still puts up numbers. So once he gets in a groove, gets back to his level, no problem. We'll be banging in goals week in week out. When when is that gonna be? When is that? When are we gonna see his level? He has been playing in the league for five years now, four years. And he has been scoring goals. He has been yeah, he has been scoring goals. You can go and look up his record. He has scored double figures every season. So So he's played 149 games in the league, fifty one goals, twenty three assists. That's like a goal every three games. Yeah. Numbers. So not not bad. Not has bad. he scored more than ten goals every season, like what I said? Like, let's fact check was on that. Please. Go ahead. Like, uh, <laughs> the, the okay. local, please. Last, last season, last season he scored. 17. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Let me tell you. Okay. Last season he scored 17 goals in 32 appearances. Um, yeah. The season last season, yeah. He scored 10 goals in 27 appearances. Um, okay. Season before that he scored nine goals in 30 appearances. Okay, so right there, was was his yeah, and the season before that he scored, he scored <laughs> four goals in twenty five appearances. He scored what four goals? Yeah, four single four. <laughs> yes, four. Was <laughs> um, is such a fraud, man? I'm telling no, you, man. man. The guy, the guy was lying. I just wanted to keep quiet. Also, <laughs> if you now if you now look at Lukaku's numbers in comparison, you will now realize that Oli is an idiot. To have sold, so, to have sold Romelu to keep this busted player called Martial because at least Lukaku. Let me give you his numbers, Dolapo. Last yeah. season, twenty three and thirty six. The season before at United, twelve and thirty two. Season before, sixteen and thirty four. Season before for Everton, twenty five and thirty seven. Season before, eighteen and thirty seven. This was the guy that only said, "I don't know if this guy is fit for my team. Let me send him away and keep Anthony Martial." And then let me go and yeah, get some. All right, so um, four goals in twenty eight. No, no, no. Terrible. Calm down, R- relax, please. 
where where was Martial playing his first two years? Probably his first three years. At actually, Martial just started playing at strike for United when we so, saw. Okay. So, so what? Why so, did you so say he has scored more than ten goals? So let's say he's putting yeah. up numbers. We're just checking your numbers. Fact checking your stuff, bro. You can't say he's putting up numbers and then say, he's "Well, he's not putting, putting up numbers." numbers. He, has played, he has played a hundred and hundred and forty nine games and scored fifty one goals. That's for somebody that doesn't always play as a striker and is has not always been first choice. That's a good. Okay, fair enough. I agree. He played on the wing. But you're the one who said you scored more than ten goals, please. Okay, know. guys. So let's let's not nitpick here. I think that obviously Wasa's statement about ten goals every season is obviously not true because we just put it up. He has recently been doing that in the last couple of seasons, right? Um, Demani, I want to ask you about your strikers, Aubameyang, Lacazette. I'm not even going to mention Enketia because I don't know why we'd ever. Please mention don't don't mention Enketia, please. But what's going on with both of those guys? I know Lacazette does have a couple goals this season, but yeah. Arsenal has really been struggling to score, and it's starting to hurt you. It is, it is, man. It's uh, everyone's picking on Lacazette for missing uh, the one chance, you know, the one Tierney crossed, and then he headed over. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember it. And um, everyone's picking on him for it because I guess we're not creating a lot of chances. So when you miss one, it stands out. Because I think Gabriel Jesus missed something like that against Liverpool too. He did exactly like yes, that. Yes, a free. Uh, yeah, nobody's like saying anything because you know. He actually, uh, uh, what do you call it? He scored. scored uh, yeah, but exactly. He scored the other goal. So everyone's like, ah, Gabriel, Jesus. no one, you know, is picking on him for saying, no, you missed that chance. But what is happening with Lacazette and Aubameyang is not them per se. You know, last episode I was saying that the team is too scripted. Yeah. The reason why we beat, we beat United, and it's also the exact same reason why we lost against Villa, right? The team has been over instructed, over scripted down to everything they need to do. And when they meet players like Grealish and Barkley who are like doing things off the cuff, and then it's like it's like a piece of code running into an error. Like I'm watching Tierney, and this guy is like he's computing so many just past the ball. <laughs> and he's computing like so many things in his head. It's like he has too many instructions. You know what I mean? The team is just too scripted at the moment. Everyone's just looking trash, man. Obama is looking bad. Black is it. And as you know, I'm famously bad William. Now everybody's looking for me. Because, you know, they said William is not playing well. But it's not them, really. It's, uh, it's the whole team. The whole team. Yeah, so... Can you answer that question? Uh, what question? Is William playing well? I mean, he's not. None of them are playing well. None of them are playing well. But last yeah. week, I, last week at Old Trafford, William played well. <clears throat> so yeah. it's not like he's having a terrible season. It's just <laughs> why can't we keep it up from game to game? You know what I mean? Okay, okay. So, so Dorapo, yeah, George, uh, Gary, uh, let's just set a, a standard for ourselves right now. When we're speaking of Soccer, let's not create illusions and try to force the illusion and make it reality, right? Because I don't know how you can ascertain a script and then determine that the script that has been given to Arsenal is excessively being over, over, you know, so somehow Arsenal is over scripted. I don't know what nonsense analysis that is. 
it's a very useless analysis, honestly speaking. Because I mean, you just asked me to explain it. <laughs> what, do you mean? what do you mean? Please sit down. So, so very basic, very basic. We are not creating chances. That's it. And why? Because we don't have somebody who is capable of doing that. The lapo I was telling you the other day when uh, George was out here praising Sebayos, I said that guy is going to come, he's going to run, 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 then he's going to turn around and pass back. He does that literally every single time he gets the ball. So who else is going to get? Patsy, okay. No problem. Okay. But he's going to try and try and try and try. Aubameyang, no threats. Lacazette, no threats. William, not even taking on defenders. So ultimately right now, the team is just, just garbage. It's just garbage. I don't think it has anything to do with scripts. It's just that nobody inherently has the ability to create. And that's why when we run into teams that have players that can create, it's like, oh, wow, what is this? What is this? This is new to us. This is new to us. Like, if you see if you see the chance, when um, when Villa scored, I think it was their second goal, where they just pass, 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 and then, you know, kicked it across the goal. And then who was it that scored an on goal? Saka. Okay, ultimately, if you look at that play, you'll see that the players were just psychologically defeated. They were just psychologically defeated. Like, they were literally just watching Grealish and Barkley just, like, you know, just just stepping on the ball, basically. Just just shaking their leg. Yeah, but I, I, I look at that and I'm thinking that that's, that's why I'm saying it's over-scripted. No. these guys, instead of just... You've played football. You're like a professional. You know this is what I should be doing. But instead, everyone's just standing around. Am I supposed to be taking that guy or... That's my point. Nobody. Arteta will instruct anybody to not. I actually think I actually think that's how of the team. I don't think he likes Arsenal to press. In the games I've watched Arsenal this season, they don't press. The players stay in their positions, and they if if the team is going to come and the Leicester game I saw it was the same thing, the Aston Villa game. So but we pressed United, so I don't know why we would show up the next week I, and not press. I That's have why. no idea why pressing. it's from game to game. But against Villa, y'all weren't pressing at all. Yeah, but that's my point. That was a psychological thing. That's one, two. There's a difference between like pressing and closing down. Okay, so yes, it's, you know, closing down is a form of pressing. I get it. But pressing is more so used to speak on trying to win the ball back in your opponent's half. Whereas this was very simple. When Grealish was at the top of the box, they just sat back. Nobody went to close the player down. So Grealish is just like, uh-uh. Like, what's going on? Like, why do I have space? And then he passed to Barkley. Barkley said, uh-uh. Why do I have space? Do you understand? So nobody was getting closed down. You don't have to press. Press is also more than one player oftentimes. Pressing involves multiple players okay. you know, pushing on. Yeah. But closing down is just an individual player closing down another individual player. And none of that was happening. Nobody was closing down anyone on the ball. So it was a very simple stuff. So I don't know what the hell was going on. I don't know why Arteta didn't see it. And I also want to address Arteta right now, personally. Personally, Arteta, you, there's something you have to do right now, and it's very simple. You have to bring on somebody who's going to be young and just running down the whole pitch. Either it's going to be Reese Nelson, either it's going to be Maitland Niles, somebody who's just going to come run, 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 so that everybody can feed off of that energy. Because right now, everybody is a senior player on the team. Everybody's big boy. Nobody wants to be doing... Like they lick they, they rigorous work. You see, William was chilling, Obama Young chilling, Lacazette chilling, El Nini, big boy. All these guys are all big boys, they're all top players. No, we need young people that'll come and put in a shift. Saka, you see, you try, 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 but it's not enough. You have to bring on somebody else. Rest this William guy, rest this William guy, 32 years old. I told the man, trash, 
trash. <laughs> Yo, but yeah, before yeah. you jump in, let me hold on. Let me ask George a question here. Because <clears throat> I do think Daniel has a bit of a point. I've seen other people kind of bring up this idea that Arsenal is overscripted and it's part of the issue attacking, right? Like it works defending because you know where you're supposed to be you're organized, but attacking, you need a little more flair. And just, you know, you have to be unpredictable when you're attacking. Spontaneous, um, I've yeah. Actually, I've heard this um, levied at Pep in the past as well, where it's like sometimes his players are thinking too much on the field because he's told them so much. And knowing that you're the Pep expert, I want to ask you if you think there's any credence to that ever at any point. Um, or do you just think it's like Amika like said, they don't have the players to even create goals? <clears throat> No, first I'd like to address the the question before. The question before we're talking about strikers that were not scoring goals. And yes. For the reason these Arsenal guys took over and end up talking about Arsenal. I've been trying my whole point on this podcast was to try and prevent that. But these guys took over. Just shut up and answer the that, question. That aside, we need to stop talking about Arsenal less. Anyway, um so talking about and and yeah, yeah. When it comes to Pep, I feel like the way Pep plays is very technical. It's a lot of ball movements. And sometimes, yeah, you see Sterling, KDB, even Aguero sometimes. They overthink, they play, they overplay. David Silva does that a lot. Like he gets he gets into situations and when like they have to be direct, they just keep passing the ball around. Barcelona is doing it now for some reason. So I think when it comes to like when the coach is expecting the players to be very technical, like move the moving like so the coach tells them to move the ball around a lot. When the coach is like giving them that instruction, drilling that in their head, it's really hard for them to be direct, and especially if you don't have a direct player in your team. And yeah. you can see the same thing with Arsenal right now. Arsenal basically do not have a creative guy, someone in the middle of the field to create chances for them. Do you see Tierney giving that long passes? Huh? Nothing. Yeah, you see Tierney giving those long passes like. I watched Arsenal, even like that the United game. It was, it was a lot of like sideways passes. There's a lot of like yes. wing play because I I think the the game before the United game, there was a stat that came out that Saka, Shaka, and uh, the other guy on that side of the field they had the most touches on the ball because they kept utilizing just that side of the ball. So it's a lot of wing play. There's no middle penetration. I don't know, man. Maybe they, they need that creative guy. They need that guy in the middle. They need that Mr. Dozel. Or they need that... That's what I'm yeah. saying. So, thank yeah, you, Dorado. I mean, sir, thank you, George. Sorry, sorry, Demani. I want to address something. You guys noticed how Chelsea was playing prior to Hakim stepping onto the pitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Guys, this is exactly why I was Instagramming Hakim. Everybody <laughs> was looking at me. I'm like, you're crazy for doing these things. What have you done for the club, Daniel? What have you done for our club? You have never tried to bring anybody to the club. I, on the other hand, I go to players. I DM them. I DM them. I said, Hakim, please come. Look at what Hakim is doing. It's clearly going well because Hakim plays for Arsenal, right? Arsenal has Nicolas Pepe, right? Isn't Pepe supposed to be a creative player? That's why he doesn't play. He doesn't follow the script. That's why he doesn't play. No, no, no. Pepe's... I, I Thank you for bringing that up, Kerry. Pepe's passing ability is not even comparable to that of Ziyech. I mean, if you watch Hakim, his long ball, short ball, ability to read the game, it's miles ahead of Pepe. Pepe can take on defenders way better than Hakim. I'll give him that. But that's not so what I think. Why did Arsenal spend 72 million or so 
on a player that cannot pass. It's the same reason why you guys spent money on Van der Beek. Nonsense, idiots. Spent <laughs> <laughs> 90 million on Maguire. You're asking us why we spent 70 million. Exactly. And then, and then Van der Beek. Yeah. And Van der Beek, right? Okay. So ultimately, Van der Beek can pass. Okay, 65 no. mil for Fred. Mm-hmm. You're asking us. Calm down. It was oh, it was sixty five. It was sixty five mil, man. It was not. Let me go and check. check yo, check. yo, but Popo, please, go and see what go and see what Ziyech is doing. That's this is the player that we need. This is the player that everybody should have signed. That's why I went to his Instagram and I begged him because he changes the game completely. He brings that attacking prowess. Do you see how many balls that literally dropped like on the look at that pass to Chilwell? Who on Arsenal can give that pass right now? Not a single. Emeka, Emeka, hold on, listen. But what you're not factoring is that even if you bring Ziyech and then Ateta is instructing him that this is what I want you to do, this is what I want you to do, he's not going to be doing all the things you see him do at Chelsea, right? Man. The, he has been given the freedom I, to do what he's doing. I don't know that I can speak like that hypothetically yeah. to many men. I, I can't. The thing is, Ateta does not have. Let's just say he doesn't have the player to play that number ten position. Hence, maybe why he's trying to play a lot of like a lot of the balls on the wings because he doesn't have that guy in the middle. So maybe if he gets that guy, I guess that's why they wanted the uh, Awa guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why they wanted him because he wanted you know someone to be in that middle, like so he can actually dictate the way the. the uh, uh, you guys forget that Arteta himself was a center mid. If there's anybody that knows the value of his CM, is Arteta. And you guys have to realize that Arteta is a Spanish player to add to the fact that he's a center mid. So once again, if there's anybody that knows the value of a center mid, it is Arteta. So my point is to say that he'll be overscripted when he signs a player like Ziyech. I, I doubt it. 100%. So he's just following the, he's following the Pep model. Pep, let me just add real quick if we're going to move on. right? He's just following that Pep model where, you know, if, if that system works, nobody can beat you. The thing is that it's very hard to get right. But here's the thing. I'm not like saying this off the cuff that, you know, we're too scripted. It's not something I just made up because William just came out. He had an interview a couple of weeks ago and he said he has been a little frustrated with the way he's being coached now. He says Ateta keeps telling him to respect the position. That's a direct quote, respect the position. And that for me, this tells me what, what I already suspected. Respect the position means don't, don't do anything beyond, you know, what I'm asking you to do, essentially. You know, you're not allowed to be spontaneous. Don't do anything instinctive on the field. Do what you're supposed to do for your position. And I, it's so predictable the way we play. You know exactly where we are passing it, who we are passing it to. And it's all just so easy to defend against. And I don't know. Yeah, but the money, when you, when you think about it this way too, if it's telling you to respect the position you're in, Remember, Aubameyang was playing on the wings, right? And he was getting yeah. numbers. At City 2, Sterling and Sonny, all those guys came out. And when they were actually at the peak of their game, they actually came out and said, yo, this guy at Toronto actually helped me, you know, improve my game. So I feel like if he's telling William to respect that position, he knows what he's doing. But a guy that's not, like I said, he doesn't have that skill set. Like he doesn't have the personnel, you know, to execute the style of play that he actually wants to execute at Arsenal. So just give him time. Like I, I like, I like what a guy is doing. It's just like 
you guys are just not that good. Yeah, me too. I feel like if you guess it right in the future, it's gonna be great. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, you guys should come to terms that you're not that good. You're a mid-table team for now. Until no, 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 no. You know, last season, if you said this out, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, like I said, this season, this group of players are good enough to be in the top four. If we don't, it's because Ateta mismanaged it. Period. I so, believe it. Daniel, Daniel, let me ask you this. We've yeah. heard you say this multiple times before. We don't agree with you. But if you're gonna, if we're going to go with your lineup thing and that Ateta is the reason he's, you know, he needs to let the players play a little bit more, let me mm-hmm. ask you, what player do you think has the capability of carrying you so that you can actually score goals that's being held back? Like, is William the guy that he's holding back? That if he releases him, things will be good. I mean, he has to release everybody. You know, you have to release everybody, right? From Tierney to Aubameyang to Lacazette. This is a team thing, right? You guys keep going back to, oh, it's a personnel thing. We are other players. And I get that. I get that there's no quote unquote natural number 10 you know, in our team. Although people play 43 all the time and they don't have the number 10 per se and they still live. So, you know, I'm not even going to go down that path. But it's not really just a, oh, a one person, or oh, let's release William. It's, you've over-instructed the whole team. So people are not playing with creativity. They're not playing. Even when they see a pass, oh, I'm supposed to attempt that. It's like, oh, the gaffer is not going to like that. So let me just do what I've been told. We're going to move it down here. This is the path we're going to build on this side. So it's releasing everybody. That's the answer to the question. Releasing everybody. It's not the case of only, you know, let's release one player. And Arsenal is still going to be top four, yes? The squad is good. Look, last season, Xhaka and Gwendouzi were the midfielders, man. Xhaka and Gwendouzi. I'm really surprised we didn't get relegated, to be honest. But we've replaced Xhaka and Gwendouzi with Thomas Partey, right? That's a top midfielder right there. And I, you can say maybe uh, and, uh, Nanny and Jacques are kind of like the same. We're still working on them. So, but you add, Yo, the man, you know, I don't know why you're focusing on the mid, man. I don't know, bro. But, you know, you I, add Gabriel I, and William. I'm I, saying this team. I'm a young and Lacazette. That yeah. is... I, I think George is right. We, we're talking too much about Arsenal. I, yeah, I, I actually do want to move on a little bit. Um, but before we move on from the game, George, I just want to ask you about Aston Villa. Um, you know, they... Like they fell off a little bit for you know a week or two. They weren't winning every game, which they were never going to do anyway. But how impressed were you by the performance? Or like you said, is it just they beat a mid-table team? There's nothing to talk about. Honestly, they beat a mid-table. They actually beat a mid-table team. There's really nothing to talk about. It's like against uh, Leeds when they played when they played it was it Leeds or Southampton where they lost four three or three two. Leeds. It was yeah, like you, you could see that, like you know, with Leeds, Leeds was actually playing ball. Leeds was actually creating creating chances. Leeds was actually, you know, the goals were coming. Bamford even got a hat trick and all that. You look at this Arsenal team; it's nothing comparable to Leeds. So, would you say Arsenal is a top team? No, they're not. You understand? Against Liverpool, they just got outclassed. So, I just think. Aston Villa just did what they had to do. They just scraped by one of those mid-table teams and they're just like moving up the table. It is what okay. it is. Okay, fair enough. Well, so I want to ask we're you about... To, we're trying to do what Leeds are doing with better players. Let me just add that. 
I don't think that's true at all, but I don't think <laughs> the same manager, the guy the guy who mentored Leeds, the guy who mentored Pep. Nuno, stop, man, please. Yeah, that's you that's know. just I think we'll agree to just not talk about that right now. We'll come we'll talk about it another day. But for you to think you're playing Leeds football is very crazy. We're the, we're trying to play the way Leeds played with, with no, better not, players. Not is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> Why? Well, let's talk about Chelsea a little bit. Um, they beat Sheffield four-one. They seem to kind of be on a, a bit of a run. They've been getting some results recently. Um, Chelsea fans, I know, have been excited. I've seen some Chelsea fans, you know, in the chat posting every time they score a goal. You know, they're they're mad hype. Do you think Chelsea's finally getting form? Um, Sheffield is probably one of the worst teams in EPL this season, but you know, a win is a win. How are you feeling about Chelsea? A win is definitely a win. Because you need these games to build confidence, and then that takes you on to the next game. But uh, I'm I'm still not I'm not going to jump on Chelsea's bandwagon after one good win. I think they're they're still one injury away from you know everything just like falling apart. I'm st- I'm not for some reason I was so confident in their midfield last season, and this season I don't think the midfield is at the same level. That it was. I don't know if it's. I don't know if like they miss Kovacic if his injury. Like I just, I just don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not really confident in Chelsea. I think their their defense is also very suspect. They've been buoyed by you know the new goalkeeper coming in, and you know stuff like that. But I, I think over the course of the season, we're we're we're, we're going to see more games like the ones we've seen at the beginning of the season. So I'm not. I'm, I'm not on that Chelsea bandwagon yet. I'm in love with a stripper. Oh, I think I found the one. And my baby girl gonna give me a son. Hmm. Emeka, let me ask you this, because, you know, you, Emeka, uh, Wash has brought up their goalkeeper, Mendy, um, who definitely seems to have had, like, a positive effect on the team, probably along with Thiago Silva, blah, blah, blah. But what do you think, or who do you think has been the most important sign-in for Chelsea? Because they brought in a bunch of new players. So who do you think has been most impactful, most important, and that's the opposite. Who do you think has been the worst and the one that they probably regret? Hmm, good question. So I will say that Mendy on paper, you know, has likely so far been, in my opinion, the best signing. But this is just so far. Do you know why I say this? Because Mendy came on from zero clean sheets. They kept five in a row. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, it is no, and it's not like you can say, well, the defending was just so stellar. Yes, it was maybe improved with maybe Thiago now, maybe being a bit more comfortable alongside Zuma and the team just now gelling with time, I suppose. But if you watch those games, you'll see that this guy made some excellent saves. You know, saves that we know that Aspiliquet, sorry, um, uh, Kepa would not have made. And then, you know, with Kepa, you can't even sub him because you try to bring him out. You say, no, no, no. <laughs> the time is not now. The time is not now. You say, I'm staying. So this is one reason why I think Chelsea had to get a keeper and they certainly did. And I think Mendy has been phenomenal. But in addition to Mendy, I just once again have to give my boy Hakim credit because... Hakim has stepped up to the plate. The guy's already starting to look like he has played in England already in his past. You see what I'm saying? So the guy has come on. 
what did he do last game? He put on what two assists, Abby? Two assists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I think Hakim is a phenomenal addition to the team. And so, between the two of them, I'd likely say Mendy, just because I think he has done it for a fewer number, a few more games. But mm-hmm. ultimately, I think Hakim for the rest of the season will be that X factor that Chelsea certainly needs, you know. And then the counter to that, like you've asked, is who is the player that you know has just been unnecessary? And in my opinion, that's that nonsense, Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz, because I genuinely do not know what this guy is bringing to the team. For me, he is just as good as Odoi. Like, there is literally, in my opinion, no difference. If anything, actually, I think I'll take Hodoy because I think Hodoy is able to take on defenders more. I mean, they do play different positions, to be fair. Hodoy is on the wing, and what? Havertz has been playing wing on the wing. He started on the wing, too. Havertz is not a winger. Yeah, but he started on the wing. And where's he? Why are you going to call him a Kami 10? Because that's even worse. Yeah, he is a 10. He's like a supporting, like... He's right behind the striker. That's his. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know, man. The first couple of games, I think I saw him coming off the right with Timo in the center, but it doesn't even matter because ultimately I don't see him doing anything for the team. Like I've looked at the guy's game, the ability to play, and it's not like any of his passes. Nobody can even like reference a, a great pass the guy has made this season. Not even one. Could give me an assist that was so stellar that you watched. I mean, yes, yeah, some people need time, and with time he might become better. But honestly, I think we'll start to see that you know, maybe this thing's not working out. We've seen that, okay, Lampard is still starting to figure, okay, now he said, okay, Jorginho, okay, forget that penalty stuff that you're doing, just let it go. So now Timo is now taking PKs, we'll see. Okay, he got down and right, kudos to him. I told you guys from the jump that the only way Chelsea will start banging in goals, Dolapo, if you want to go a couple seasons, you'll see that, I, a couple episodes, you see that I said it. What did I say has to happen? Do you remember? Nah, remind me. I said that he has to bring on Tammy and somebody has to make decoy runs for, for Timo to come in and bang those goals. And what happened? He started playing Tammy alongside Timo. And then what happened? Timo has now started getting goals. So when I say Emeka has the ability of foresight, you see Emeka, ha, ha, ha. But ultimately, we all know. We all know what's happening here. Chelsea has the opportunity to get it right this season. And actually, with all due respect, if... I'll say this right now, God forbid. Okay, I don't even want to speak it into existence. I don't want to speak it into existence. I don't want to speak it into existence, but I'll just say something very similar. There's a player in Liverpool right now. I don't want to say his name. But if that player gets injured for whatever reason this season, then Chelsea is actually going to win the league. Okay. I mean, I don't think that's very crazy or a hot take. Like, if Liverpool suffers a very critical injury in their attack, Chelsea has a chance of overtaking them. Like, that's not crazy to me. Um, George, do you disagree, though, with the players that Mecca has chosen as the best and worst signings for Chelsea? Or do you agree with them? No, I do. I agree with Mecca. I think Mecca and I, we've been scouting Zayach for a very long time. We actually endorsed him when he was in Ajax. And I hope you remember I told you that. Like, if this guy comes to Chelsea, if this guy... guys, You guys, I don't understand. Why do you endorse players when everyone has seen them? No, guys, I... No, 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 no. It's different. Don't say, guys, first of all, Delapo, you have to address me with respect, bro. You have to address me with respect. Because you know I've seen you anybody in that chat that wants to say, everybody, this is a Winfred player. Oh, this is a George player. Oh, this is a David player. I was senioring you guys. Nobody knew of Eze before I started playing in Crystal Palace. Everybody's looking at Eze like, wow, this guy can ball. Who was yeah, I well. also I haven't forgotten that you scouted Demaya Gray and Masuaku. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. 
the question I'm just I saying, asked, we haven't forgotten. Question, no, no. The question I asked, and by the way, Maswaku is a very good player. The question yeah. I asked in the chat was, is Maswaku underrated? Because in my opinion, he is. He's actually a very good player. That's one. And then two, uh, Demar. We should buy him. I think remember I told you that I told you this like couple, a couple like episodes ago. I was like, if this guy comes into this Chelsea team, if it's if he's getting you 20 goals, he's getting you 20 assists. He's that instrumental. Hmm. And so far in his numbers, they are almost alike. His number of goals and some of his number of assists are almost similar. And that's the kind of player that Chelsea needed. And now they have the guy, so now he's going to find Timo Werner more. Imagine when Pulisic comes back. One more direct player. This Chelsea team, I told you guys, Chelsea, I mean, I'm, I, I didn't back them to be like, you know... Win the league. Win the league. I'm not going to go to um, MKS, but I'm not going to do that. I'll put them at number three. I still put them at number three. City's gonna, still going to win the league. But Chelsea... This is not your season. Next season or the season after is your season. Right now, they're just assembling something. Something that's going to, like, you know, take them places. So, yeah. And I trust in Lampard, too. Lampard is also is going to be the guy that's actually going to lead them to glory. Not only, but Lampard. Who asked about Ole? Ole United. He can't lead Chelsea. And and then why would Ole... Thank you, Dolapo. Why would Ole lead Chelsea to glory? Uh, Because someone said that. Someone came on the podcast and told us that Ole is going to lead United to glory. (laughs) That glory, that that promised land, I think it's only Lampard I can lead, you know. Anyways. Only Lampard can lead a team to that promised land. That's what you're trying to say, right? Basically. basically. Yeah, no, no, I got you. I'm here to help you, you know, clean up your thoughts. Um, <laughs> that's probably all I have on Chelsea. Dan, do you have anything you have Chelsea impressed you so far this season? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I never got on the bash Lampard bus. I, I never quite understood why I was bashing them. And similarly, I'm not gonna jump on this whole. Yeah, I actually like picked Chelsea to finish second, but that was mainly based on the signings. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um. I'm not going to jump on this all. Oh, you know, I agree they're doing well now. But two weeks from now, we could be sitting here and this is how the league seems to be going this season. So I'm just going to wait. I'll agree that ZH is doing well. And I'm just in wait and see mode. Hmm. Hmm. Fair enough. I mean, it's still very early in the season. You know, no need to decide who's going to win the league now. Um, but a big game that probably will have some ramifications was the city Liverpool game uh, ended up being one, one was, it was an okay game. It wasn't like a spectacle or anything. Yeah. And I feel like we didn't see the best of either team really. Um, and in the end, both teams were to me, they seemed happy to leave with a draw and not like lose. Um, George, what did you think about that game? How do you think about how city, you know, came back to, you know, get a draw out of that? Uh, I think what EPO needs to stop doing is to, is to like stop hyping this big this uh big games. They need to stop doing that. Like the we saw the Chelsea uh United game, like those games are getting boring. Like Arsenal, Manchester City, uh Manchester City, Liverpool, the games are getting boring. They need to stop hyping them. It's just you can't even watch it. It's always like always hard to watch. But that's besides the point. But um. With that game, I I feel like Man- Manchester City should have won that game. I feel like the Liverpool goal, had they called that foul on Sterling, 
you know, maybe Liverpool may not have gotten the penalty and scored and scored their goal. So also has had KDB converted his chances mm-hmm. or his penalty kick, Man City would have won the game. That was the poorest game I've I've seen KDB play. And I was always like on the fence about this guy being world class. And that game just proved it. You know, like when I, I proved that what? Proved that he's not world class. Proved that the guy is not world class. The guy is just good. What he's guy? What guy? KDB. KDB is not world class. No, no, no. The guy, anytime I, he's not doing anything spectacular. That's my thing. And the money you were saying, I, I think I told David this. I was like, yo, the guy is not the engine in that Man City team. People come on this podcast and talk about K- if KDB is not playing, how is Man City going to create their chances or the extra stuff? And I was like, no, it's not KDB. He's not the engine in that team. The engine in that team was David Silva. And when, I mean, KDB, Man City played a whole season without KDB and still won the league. You understand? Now KDB is that, is that focal point. Like in that Man City attack, he's a guy that has to create, and the guy so far this season has has produced nothing. Hmm. You have a chance to actually put Liverpool ahead, and you can't even hit a target. Are you serious? So what I'm gonna tell Pep is that Pep needs to look for another creative guy because KDB alone. Wow, wow. In that Man- no, no, I'm being serious. KDB alone in that Man City team, he cannot, he cannot do, he cannot do everything. He, clearly, he cannot do it. So he needs something like crazy. When you look at the teams like uh, in Belgium, you understand he has Hazard, Creighton. Like he always had that like so last season. KDB had twenty assists. And who was in the team? David Silva. That's the Premier team. League record. It doesn't matter. What I'm trying to tell you is that well, Daniel. Let me ask you this because I do think that you have said this before you're just taking offense because it sounds like it's a slight at KDB but you have mentioned before that you think City is really going to miss David Silva and this season they seem to lack something in terms of creating which I think George is saying is David Silva and KDB can't do it by himself I don't know it's if ironic because that- George the one saying City were going to be fine yeah, right. I, no, no, no. Saying. Yeah, Daniel, no, no. Daniel, I said CD was going to be fine, thinking that, oh, this KDB hype, you know, will actually come into fruition. Because this is the season for the guy to actually step up. And Pep created a whole system and put him, like, you know, everything basically goes to him. He's now, like, the, everything everything that City does goes to KDB. But and guys, the guy's not like, doing anything. Which player does everything by themselves? Like, which player, like, what are we talking? No, David Silva. You are talking about David Silva, but this David Silva also plays with good players. Like, David Silva can't just come in a team and do everything by himself. No, good players complement each other. They raise the game of other good players. But, so, if, so if there's a change in the team, like, good players will also be affected. I'm not saying that, oh, KD, he's... Amazing, he's this, is that, but he is a very, very good player. Yeah, and the answer he, that he's one of he's a very good player. He's not world class midfielder. Like George, <laughs> you cannot say that he's not a world class midfielder. I've not, like, that's I've not, not that's, I've not been, I've not been impressed by the guy for a very long time. All right, George, may I just say this? Okay. Not. KDB actually like every season. Yeah, they get like double double digit assists. You, you see what I don't like? Yo, the last point you see me talking about man. 
the money. We we we're not gonna have this. No, 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 no. I mean, oh no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Because George is not going to sit here and act like, oh, KDB missed the penalty. Okay, so he missed the penalty. Like, you know, the other players, Bruno and Tinsley, they all don't miss. Whatever. He's going to sit here and act like this guy missed the penalty so he can now start to, like, chip away at, you know, <laughs> scriptural, conventional wisdom, bro. Last season, this dude had 20 assists. Man, I'm just gonna leave it at that. You you guys can fight about oh, assists yes. doesn't matter, 20, numbers don't matter. Daniel, Daniel, twenty assists. He was he was where, PFA Player of the Year last where, season. Where did, where 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 did it where did it take Man City last season? What the other players on the field? They're not supposed to do anything. What you call it? Sterling missed that thing against Monaco. Like KDB for go catch the ball and can't put for the net inside. I'm not saying Sterling missed against Monaco. I'm saying Daniel. All I'm saying is this KDB guy is a very good player. Yes, I agree with that. I agree that guy is very good, but that's where it ends. He's not world class. He's not he's not your Javi. He's not your Zidane. He's not any of those guys. All right, let's do this. Who is better than KDB right now? Give me give me give me two names. Two midfielders? Yeah, who are better than KDB? Just go to the Bayern team, go to the Madrid team, go yeah, go to you know, so who on the Bayern team? Bro, they are midfielders. Are you serious? Thomas Muller. Thomas Muller. Thomas Muller. Thomas Muller. 35 year old Thomas Muller. <laughs> okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. So I think. What are you not getting? You asking me. What? Guys, no, no. This guy's. This guy's like 40, man. What are you. George, George, I think that your point has been made to a certain extent. And Mika, I do want you to say something because I know I kind of caught you up. You had a problem with um, the reference to the 20 assists. So please address that. But also, if you can. Can you give us two midfielders in the world that are better than KDB? Because it sounds like you also don't think he's world class. Yeah. In my whole life, you will never, ever catch me venerating the white man unless he deserves it. <laughs> so I know for a fact that KDB is not world class because I have seen world class players, especially as centimeters, and he does not cut it for me. With all due respect, if you look at KDB, you see that he gets a lot of of assists off of one free kicks whipped into the ball uh, whipped into the box off of corner look kicks at this, look you'll, at see, this. you'll see that's one hold on hold on off of corner kicks you'll see that a lot of okay for example that walker goal that he just scored mm-hmm. this, past, this past game who assisted it teddy b exactly my point so now you say ah world-class player when he just literally passed walker right there Yo, you guys should you go. You literally pass it to to walk. Do you see? Do you see what you're doing? So wait, hold on. So it was like a great pass. Like it was like there was something remarkable he about that. Pass. Like he was gonna cross it. So those guys all started running towards uh, the goal. No, no, no. It was a basic layer pass. It was a. No, no, see, no. that's why no, you that's don't pass. see sorry, it. Sorry, the man, the man. You, you, maybe you are thinking of a different game. It, this pass was just like a standard. Sheffield, game. Sheffield, right? The one Kyle Walker yeah. scored, right? Yeah, it was Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. So ultimately, uh, uh, the money is clear that you forgot, you forgot to go. So just go and watch it again. But my point, my point, my point is ultimately that there is nothing till today. If KDB, in fact, KDB is just like Trent, and in fact, that's why Trent's assists are so high up as well. Similarly, 
He whips into the box. Whips. How many assists did Trent have last season, Dolapo, or the season before? Didn't he have like twelve or something like that? I believe he led the league two seasons ago. Last season he was pretty high. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying because those guys have the ability to whip the ball into the box, and oftentimes it's successful. So are we not going to say Trent is the best right back? Is some stellar right back? And Mecca, I was having an argument where they were comparing Trent to KDB, telling Klopp that he should maybe play Trent in midfield. Because he was basically doing exactly what KDB was doing. That's what I'm saying. He literally does exact like, get the ball on a nice area on the right side, put power and spin on it. You what guys is are just happening? so read the white man because he knows how to whip the ball into the box. Anyways, okay, let me so give us the two names. Give us your problem. Let me let me tell you the Trent numbers just so we have it. Um last season he had in the league he had 13 assists. Um and the season before that he had 12 assists. That's what I I'm mean, saying. Let's not let's not downplay Trent's delivery here, man. The guy can deliver a ball. Exactly our points, David. This is sorry, Daniel. This is exactly my point that he has whips, yes, but he's not going to be world class because he has good whips. But you, why are you acting like this is that's all he does? Oh my goodness, but that's what I'm saying, <laughs> and that's the disconnect, right? Because KDB also takes free kicks just like Trent, he also takes he also right. takes corner kicks just like Trent. There's right. a reason why the assists are that high. Let's not use the assists, use his inherent ability, right? Ronaldinho didn't put up assists like, like, like KDB. Go and pull up Ronaldinho's numbers. He wasn't putting 28. I, I mean, Daniel might tell you that KDB is better than Ronaldinho, so I don't know. KD, first of all, Ronaldinho did put up a lot of assists. You guys need to stop yeah, this. Like, the, guy was, the guy was just juggling balls. The guy assisted no, a lot. Go no. and check one season that Ronaldinho put 20 assists. George, do you even know this? Yeah, He's a Barca fan. He, he, he scored less than 100 goals. That I know. But, but go in his whole career... For Barcelona in the in the uh, five years he was in Barcelona, it's called Lesnar. Popo, Popo, you need to let's let's do a fact check on this while we move. Exactly. Honestly, honestly, I think what happens is when a player just goes off form for a little bit, like oh, people yeah. who don't like the player just start bashing him and just start saying things. I mean, that's yes, the guy hasn't even gone off form. He missed one penalty. That's he just had a bad game. Why isn't the opposite true? When this player has good games here and there, we all want to lord him like he is. A, a, he a has had good games like five seasons in a row, man. I'm telling you, he has been balling since he came to Man City. Like five years in a row, you're talking like he played one good game. Okay, anyways, my 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 definition of wealth, and that's not even the arguments. Like, I don't even want to delve into it too much. I am. Like, give me your two names. I asked George. He says Thomas Muller. I don't even know what he's trying to say, but. What you tell him? <laughs> Give me your two names. Thomas Mola is like 51, man. Guy, like, <laughs> yeah, what are you saying? But he's that's 45, 40, now 51. No, he keeps getting older. The guy just keeps getting older no, by the minute. I feel like you're missing my point. My whole point is if you look at the buying, buying team, right? Mula is doing what, in a sense, KDB is doing in City right now. Mula is that calm in that. Four two three one position, and that's And Mueller actually delivers for Bayern. Yeah, but George, George, KDB, he did, he did all over the field, man. Bro, and he's I'm, not just playing attacking. He's all over the field. And, and I'm telling Mueller you, doesn't do that. And I'm t- no Mueller does that. Are you serious? Mueller does that. The guy actually has the legs to run around. Have you seen Mueller play? The guy's the most. Mueller, Mueller, let's be frank here. Mueller be very good in the attacking area. Let's just be. Frank. 
Yeah, yeah. The lab, I'm sorry, the man. Now I know you don't watch. Um, right. So ultimately, it's fine. So as far as midfielders right now, yeah. that yeah. and they have to be central midfielders, right? Because I can't give like. Yeah, winger. You just give me your best. Let's okay. then we'll sort it out. That you think you could take KDB out of City and put them in, and he could do what he's doing and do way better. Oh, I know for a fact that Hakim can do what KDB is doing right now. Hakim actually, in my opinion, so KDB's range is going to be, I don't even know about range. Hmm, I'm having, maybe his, the, the, the pace at which the ball travels would be the only, so his strength. But, so you have Hakim as a better player than KDB? Oh you think goodness. Hakim is better than KDB? In Pep's system right now. That's why if you, I'm saying right now, you put Hakim in Man City and Hakim is going to... Is it because cool? Hakim has like assisted in the last two games, all of a sudden is better than KDB? So it was last two games that I went on his Instagram to message so, you. you know, if I asked you this at the beginning of this season, you would not have told me Hakim is better than you're uh, only saying this because the guy has uh, played well in the last no, three. No, what? Well, so, what so ultimately, Demani, uh, 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 let me just tell you, right? Even if you pull up, if you pull up Frank Lampard, somebody that I know you love a lot, you'll see that Lampard was not putting up 20 assists a season. And do you know why? Because Lampard was not one who was just arbitrarily whipping the ball into the box like a stupid idiot. So ultimately, the ball into the box. Yeah, uh, Popo, like there, there has to be something else next on this on our on our. There is, yeah, there is. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so besides Hakim, um, if I had to say definitively right now, who would I pick as one who can beat? Okay, I would say I'll take somebody from. I'll I'll say I'll take a Lucas Luka Modric over KDB any day. Okay, I'm not gonna right, argue. Let's, with you. let's just move that because I, I, you're gonna make Popo go off tonight. Let's go to the next topic, man. <laughs> no, 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 we're moving on. Was I do want to ask you though before we leave this because mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting us to delve into whether KDB was world class or not. Yeah. Um, you missed the Trent penalty, so apparently now we have to discuss. It. <laughs> right. Um, Trent got injured in this game. How big a deal do you think that is for Liverpool season? I mean, I don't know if we know how long he's gonna be out at the moment. I think I saw four weeks or something like that. Um, but if they're without Van Dyke, four weeks is gonna go into right about the Christmas period. So you don't know how he's gonna come back. Like, how big a blow is that for Liverpool? Do you think they can keep surviving this? And another point that came out of that game was um, Pep and Klopp coming out and basically saying we need five subs again. We don't know why we all, we're only doing three. What do you think about that as well? Yeah. Um. I think. Well, let me. The subs, especially because of the way. The setup is this year. It was a quicker turnaround mm-hmm. after after the season ended, COVID status things, and especially for the big teams, you know, it's uh, get to play in Champions League. Every there's still the 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 domestic cups, you know, there yeah. are so many games, and uh, so players um, are still human beings at the end of the day. Like, and we want them to perform at you know their best performances. They should have more. More, more time to rest. So even if it's for like the rest of the season and then you can switch it back after the next season, just give them more subs so that, you know, we can get less less injuries. So I will side with the managers on that front. They are with the players day in, day out. They know what's going on. So if they're, if they're complaining about this, like it's definitely a real issue. Like you know, guys have played ball. Like that field is not small. Like to be running around that field, Every every three days, at high level, yeah. is not it's, it's not easy, 
And then um, Trent, his impact on Liverpool, I think Liverpool will be fine. I think they are, they have other creative forces in in their team to create goals and uh, score. Mane, Salah, Jota, Thiago Alcantara is coming back. You know, they'll be fine. Okay. They they have it. West is not worried about Liverpool at all. Yeah, um you know. I wanna I wanna move on to United's game. You know, we previewed this game last episode, we talked about it. United needed a win, or Ole would probably be sacked. All the United fans sounded like they wanted to lose so that Ole would leave. Um and of course, as you know, it's Bruno Fernandez showed up and you know, made sure that Manny did not lose, beat Everton. Um before we talk about United, though, um, George, I want to ask you about Everton because I feel like you're one of the people that kind of backed Everton a little bit. Me? Um, you, you never backed Everton? Me. Popo, <laughs> let's not do this. <laughs> I did not back Everton at any point. Let's not do this. So you're not – so for you, it's just normal. Everton, you never backed them. Yeah. I Remember I even said James Rodriguez? We had that whole argument. Yeah. And Boaz and D-Money Dance were backing James Rodriguez saying that, oh, this blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I never backed Everton. That's not <laughs> they were saying blah blah blah. Dimani, I actually do remember now. Now they were talking about Hamish Rodriguez. That's your boy. You've you know hyped him up, Carlo and Chelotti. I know I saw you trying to throw shots at me for some reason, but please, you know what's you up? Say he was washed up. <laughs> what's up for Everton? They're losing to a United team that was in bad form. Um, yeah, what's going on with that? Like, do you think this is just a one-off? You think it's just for Charleston? Well, they, they've lost three games in a row, so it's clearly not a one-off. And at the very least, it's a three-off. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think they're messing with Charleston, man. I, I don't like to put the whole team's fortune in. Oh, we definitely just lost you. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I was saying I think they missed Richarlison, and even though I don't like to put the whole team's fortunes into one player, uh, I feel like they're missing him a lot, which is making that tackle he made in that Liverpool game even more stupid by the day. Mm-hmm. No need for for him to do that, uh, get into that tackle. But yeah, it's uh, everything in like bad form right now, and uh, I know how it works on this podcast. When you're in bad form, you're the trashiest thing that ever happened. To you. So, <laughs> Everybody's going to go in on Hammers and forget that, you know, the man has been doing that for to come to now. But uh, Ancelotti's experience, I know they'll bounce back. It just uh, just needs one win to turn it around. Okay, just one win. We hear you. Um, Waz, how do you feel as a United fan about this win? Were you happy about it? Were you sad about it? Please, share your feelings. Mm, I know how I felt about that game because... <laughs> Manchester United, I was not impressed. I really wasn't impressed with them. Huh. The We won that game not necessarily because we were so much better than Everton and proved it. We, we just, the energy of the team was just high. Like, clearly, the, these, they, they were told not to lose that game. I mean, they were, they were pumped for the game. Everyone was running around, putting in tackles, you know. Even after we, we started the game off well, Consider the goal of like Pickford just jacks the ball up, covered Lewin, headed it down. Bernard get basically a two touch move to to shoot mm-hmm. the guys near post. That was the only bright moment Everton had in like the whole game. The rest, and 
I won't say that United were that much better. I just think the the energy of the team was just higher. Fred and McTominay were running around the midfield. You know, everyone was just on it. So, I actually felt like that was going to be the case prior to the game. And we did win 3-1. But, like, still, but still, like, moving forward, I don't really see how the team can build on this unless, like, tactically there are some huge changes from game to game. Because, yeah, it's easy to come in and say, okay, let's, have high high energy, but you can go high energy against. First of this energy level, you you cannot play at the same way every single game. You know, some games you have to be tactical. There has to be a plan. You know, so I mean, let's just see how the season goes. I also want to talk about Everton because it's like, uh, do we expect Everton to win every single game? I mean, Everton, the way you guys are talking about them, you you especially you are talking about. Oh, Ancelotti. Yes, yeah, I Anc- Ancelotti is a great manager. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I do understand that. But the way you spoke about him and how he's going to galvanize this Everton team, it sounded as though Everton was maybe going to, you know. But he has know. he has already done that. He has mm-hmm. already galvanized the team. He has made good signings. They are playing better than they have ever played in the last... Let me not just throw throughout a silly number, but they are playing, everything is playing the best that they've played in, in a while. So he has already done that. Everything is not going to win every single game. Who, win, yeah. who wins every single game? So, Calangelo yeah, is... Because like, I remember people were saying they're going to finish possibly top four. Or top definitely. Definitely people had them top four. I, I think I'm one of those people that threw them in top four. Really, do you think Everton's going to finish top four? I'm in love with a stripper Honestly, the way the season's been going, it's hard to over. It's easy to overreact to stuff. I think they have a team that can finish top four. I do think they lack depth, which I think is what we're seeing with the Richarlison injury. Whereas, like, he shouldn't be so important that they can't survive if he's out because injuries and the way he is, like, he's gonna get another red card at some point. Like, he's that kind of player that he just plays all out no matter what. Like. So I am worried they need some reinforcements in the transfer window. Like they need to get some players, I think. At least one or two. Yeah, I'm I'm not even specifically worried about them going forward. They need at least one solid center back. And Pickford is not that solid in goal. So I actually think their defense might be more of the problem. But you know, who's who's the center back Keena and uh Jeremy, and then, and then that kid, yeah, the the, the Holgate kid at right back, um, Seamus Coleman, mm-hmm. a very good player, but he's always injured. Since he got that huge injury a couple years ago, he's never been on form. You know, Lucas Lucas Dinge will have a couple of good games, then he'll go and get red card too. So, <laughs> so I think I think Everton is doing very very well. Like, let's be honest, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is not that good. Like, they have created a system to extract the best out of him that they can. He is not that good. So, you know he jumps as high as Cristiano, apparently. Exactly. So that, that'll actually give him. That'll actually give him. So, I think, I think Everton has done very well. I'm not worried, like, about them losing three games in a row. Is it all crash and burn mm. from here? 
now Everton weren't going to win every game. They are performing well. And getting towards the end of the season, they'll be somewhere around that top six. They'll, they'll be there. Because I'm sure in, in January, Ancelotti will still try and figure out some things, try and make the team better. But he has definitely improved the team. Like, remember when he came in, these guys, they were on the brink, you know? Yeah, no, he, I mean, they've definitely done much better since he's been in. I don't think that's arguable. Um, Emeka, I do want to ask you, though, since we brought up Ole and everything with him and his future, what manager do you think is going to be fired first? Like, what managers are on the lookout? <laughs> yeah, uh, managers are on the Okay, so let me just first say something. You know, it's just sometimes shocking listening to you guys. Just your your subconscious, when you guys are exposing your subconscious, you know, for me as an analyst, I just look at it and I'm like, wow, we still have a long way to go as a, as a race of human beings. So wow. just a very quick one. Do you know that for every position that we've referenced today, we've used the white man as being the standard. They said, oh, Cavalier can jump as high as who? Okay, Ronaldo. When they were saying midfielders, they were saying, oh, okay, is this person like Xavi? Is this person like Iniesta? Is this person like, hmm, nobody ever talks about like Yaya Touré. Nobody talks about the defense that, you know, somebody like Sadio Mane. Yeah, yeah, Everybody, okay, but no problem. I'm just going to let that one go. You guys that it's not an issue. So then, which manager is getting fired? Oh, no problem. I can address that. Well, Everton got lucky, I will say this, because... Uh, <clears throat> Ole was supposed to go. Unfortunately, he won that game. And guess what? As soon as he won, he started complaining. Now they set me up for failure. They set me up for failure. <laughs> you know, set him up for failure when he played Fonsumensa and James on the right. So now he's worried about EPL setting him up for failure. He has to look inward, inward, look at himself. See, I am setting myself up for failure. Useless nonsense. So then I want to address that. So as being my first manager getting fired is Ole. But I'm also looking at Fulham and I'm also looking at West Brom because for those two teams, it's not looking good. You know, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, I'm trying to say Belchek, but it's not Belchek. What's that dude's name? Belichick. Yeah, Belichick. Yeah, 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 I don't know. I was thinking Belichick. Slavin. Anyway, yeah, Slavin Belichick. So, That's with the piercing, air piercing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, I watched this guy give like his take on soccer on Sky. Is it Sky or BT? One of the two. He's a, he was a pundit prior to getting rehired. So anyways, I would listen to him talk. And with all due respect, the guy is actually, in my opinion, somebody that actually knows the game very well. So I'm actually very surprised at how he's executing right now. And I think that maybe he just needs players and maybe wasn't able to get them. So I reckon that this season or the end, uh, this coming window, he has to go into the market and try and loan players from big clubs. You know, go and look at players like you know honestly he should have tried to get like the likes of Guendouzi if it was possible to be honest you know he needs he needs people to come and gyrate him because he doesn't look like it doesn't look like he's gonna last a while I think he's gonna get fired likewise Fulham Fulham with all due respect is a big club I know they're not big 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 but you know everybody knows that Fulham is is a kind of a big club also you know situated in London you know they are finally back in 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 the the top tier of the, the, the football league uh, so I think they would, at best as possible, as much as possible, try as hard to stay. And it doesn't look like the way they are playing right now. So I think the four-hand manager might be let go. Okay. And then, and then yeah, and then they'd bring in a few recruits, hopefully in December, January, and then we can go from there. But I still definitely think that Ole, his next loss, I think he's leaving the club. I no, think he's next loss. It's so funny. Ironically, you guys saw me talk about Ode leaving on the pod, and then the next morning, I promise, 
I saw you guys saw me you guys saw me post it just like that. I said, you know, they said Porch Porch is coming. I know it was always a rumor, but this one was solid in that they were like, okay, yeah, he has now finally been approached. Ultimately, prior it was always like, eh, in the air, in the air, what's in the air? But this time they approached the guys, say, oh, Baba, you guys ready yourself? And I told you guys that you know, watch out for that. So that's what I think. I think Ole is going to be the next to go. But guys, please just bear in mind, eh, just keep it in mind at the back of your minds. Do you lord? Some people that don't necessarily need to be lauded excessively because of their skin tone. I don't know, but just keep it in the back of your mind. Please, Always so, think. Nah. So okay, I didn't. Okay, okay. I, didn't okay. I didn't add into that. I want to tell Daniel when I said Miller was like actually in a sense can do. Ah, it's still on your mind, huh? No, 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 no. I'm not I, had, I had to look at the Miller stats, and I, I'm I'm here to tell you that he actually had more assists than KDB. But hopefully, you can continue. Okay. He had more than 20 assists last season. Oh, you're asking me. Go look it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that we're, we're not going to be the, the place that we just talk about numbers. Like, the numbers are nice, but there's so much more than numbers. George, it'd be inferior league. That's what it is. Oh, okay. That's your excuse. Okay. Uh, of course. Carrie, I do want to ask you about the prospect of Ole being fired. I'm looking at United's next fixtures, and... Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like this always happens for Ole. Like, he's just not going to be fired as far as I'm concerned because yeah, your next game, you play West Brom, then you play Istanbul. I don't think they'll beat you twice. <laughs> you play Southampton. Mm-hmm. Like, those are games you can win. And then PSG, you're not supposed to beat PSG. So, like, easily has a run where it's okay. It's okay. Like, he's going to get a couple wins. Now he has a little more, like, you know, equity. So when yeah. he does lose the next big game to, like, City or something, no one's gonna remember. No one will remember, and this this is exactly what the problem is. This is why I, I don't think. That's why, if you remember, in the last podcast, I said hopefully the board has the sense to see past this result, you know, but they clearly don't. So he will go and win this game, go and win beat West Brom, go. Eat, I see Southampton that is was top of the league. Go and beat Southampton. Go and beat all these teams that you know we should be able to beat. And then the next three to five games, tie, loss, tie, loss. But then those wins have bought him time, you know. Mm-hmm. And those losses, it, it's not that they're going to be good losses, you know. I don't mind like a good loss. I don't mind. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind watching the team and saying, "Oh shit, I can see what's well. happening." But okay, yeah, we lost. But man, the way the guys played, you know, mm. like how mm. we how we lost that Arsenal game, like you could just tell, like yo, these guys don't know what the fuck is going on, you know. It's like <laughs> at least these guys were playing, moving, like like doing things to make you think as if they 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 came up with a plan. Okay, you know, fine. The other team was just better today. You know, we just just put your hands up. They were either unlucky or the other team was better. But his losses are never like that. In the lot, mm. you can just tell that yo, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? You know, you're watching yeah. like the Crystal Palace game. It was so bad. Like his lows are so low that for me, any win he gets doesn't. It it just it just doesn't. The wins aren't that good to complement the types of losses that he has. You can clearly mm. see that there's something missing. The the, the players seem to like him because the players respond to him. Like he he won't get that type of response if you know like guys in the locker room don't like him, but yeah, eventually, eventually, like if United is gonna get to you know the United that is competing for the EPL and 
playing consistently in Champions League, getting to the later stages of Champions League, winning trophies consistently, you're going to need a manager that has a straight-up philosophy and can set up the team tactically and can experiment properly that will not detriment the team. And uh, Ole Ole just doesn't seem to be that guy. So let's see what happens. He it looks like he has set himself up to go on a to go on a run, you know, of yeah, of, you know, stupid wins. Guys like <laughs> guys like uh, like Rashford who now starts going, you know. All these guys like, I don't know. I don't know about all that, bro. To be honest, I don't know about all that. I think I think he's definitely, uh, definitely going to beat West Brom. West Brom, West Brom's actually. Oh, that, that means he's definitely losing. The fact that you guys think he's definitely losing West Brom. No, no, no. no, no. I'm yeah. not, I mean, we don't have to do psychology for West Brom. Maybe for a different game. But I'm saying that for the game after that at Sutton, but, but I do not think he's winning that game. <laughs> oh, next game is Southampton? You, yeah. you guys are under this false thing about Southampton, like the guys started good <laughs> games when it all crashes. It is not that yeah. it isn't good, it could crash. I agree, but why is it crashing at Man United? Why did Everton lose to Manchester United? Because the Allison is out. Do you know when he's back for you guys? Okay, so Danny Ings is also out. Like you can see, you can go from gate to gate and say these things, you know, like the, at, at the the end of the days, United are not so bad that they can't yeah. that, that they can't beat the best team. Like on United's good day, they can beat any team. That's the type yeah. of quality of players that are in this team. It's just that from game to game and in training, I have no idea what these guys are doing in training, and I have no <laughs> idea like how they sets up the team sometimes. But every now and then, he he beat City. He beat Tottenham. He beat Chelsea. Like, you know, he beat, so I'm not scared of like, oh, Southampton will come and beat us because they were they had a good start to the season. Nah, those are the games we we'll win. We we'll go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, ba- you're basically guaranteeing a loss in this game to Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, but, but Daniel, Daniel, like you keep saying this last game. I said we'll beat. United, uh, Everton, three one. Go and listen again. And you said the exact same thing you said. You said, "Oh, that means they will lose your guaranteeing the loss." No, I didn't say that. I said I would not be surprised if they win that game you because said, I don't want to expect them to. You said no. I remember Daniel refused to let me move on. He said he wanted to predict. Yeah, predicted everything went exactly. Zero. You always say this. Like not every time does he. Okay, happen. so right now, are you saying you beat Southampton? What's the point? Here? What are you trying to say? No. <laughs> what do you mean? You are the one that's interrupting me, saying that I'm basically guaranteeing that Southampton will win. Well, no, so what is the point? Are you saying you beat them or what, what? Daniel, Daniel, listen. I actually think Waz actually has a point in the sense that United, for some reason, seem to always beat like the big teams. Why? Because they don't get possession of the ball a lot, and they get to play that their stupid counter-attacking football. <laughs> <laughs> but when they play teams that... Uh, bro, have... let's not get ahead of City. They no, lost 6-1 no, no, no. to space, man. I actually think that West Brom game is the game that they, they, they are actually going to like draw points. Oh, here we go again. Okay, that's, what, that's what I said. That's uh, what I said. It's not the Southampton. It's not like those big games. The teams that... But Southampton play. is not a big game. What's, why is Southampton a big game? 
So it's not about game, guys. It's about energy and form. We know that when teams are on a good run, they actually tend to maintain that run off of just like energy. It's not uncommon. That's one. Yeah. Two, it's the game at Old Trafford. The, Brom, the West Brom game is at Old Trafford. West Brom is struggling. They are low on confidence. My United is just coming off a win and they will have time to rest because not a lot of them are doing international duty stuff. I guess maybe besides Rashford, I can't even think of anybody else. I guess Bruno and Pogba, but those ones won't be taking that on. But, but was, was, let me just say, I, I, I will not be surprised if United win or lose any game at this point. Like, okay, so you won't be surprised at any outcome that happens. Yeah, like, I think that's the best statement you've ever made. Like, I, I agree with you. Like, you West know, Brom lose, I'm like, ah, yeah, they win. I'm like, oh, I saw anyone, that. they can easily lose. I don't think that's, um, yeah, that sounds like a true statement. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely beating. And actually, I was gonna say you guys either triple captain Bruno or triple captain Rashford. Oh, oh my god, let's let's wait till you know <laughs> we're gonna have more episodes before the games come. Um before we leave, I know we have a new boss of the week. No, 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 we have to talk about Spurs. We have to talk about George wants to talk about Spurs. I don't know why they beat um who did they beat they beat west brom that we just went through talking about how bad they are by single um so george please tell us what's like what we have to talk about spurs like why why do we have to talk about see west brom is not bad they are not it's terrible right they beat chelsea 3-0 first half and (laughs) in the first half Yeah, no bad. One of two teams in the EPL without a win. Like, they are bad. West Brom has scored six goals, and three of those goals came against Chelsea's defense. <laughs> it doesn't matter. All I'm saying is they, tie Chelsea, they tied Chelsea, and that Spurs game almost went to the last like, went to the last minute. But I feel so like we need to talk about Spurs. Like, we need to talk about Spurs because Spurs is actually number two on the table right now. We need they to are. how good these guys are actually gelling. I remember when Marino signed Hoysbeck. This mm-hmm. was or something. Yeah, was <laughs> came in was laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Hoysbeck. The Hoysbeck is not good, so he should laugh. <laughs> yeah, but guess what? I, Daniel, guess what? Guess what, Daniel? Is he better than Arsenal's midfielders? He's better than any all your map. Well, take out Pat. Well, he's on the same. Okay. Oh, you look at look. look, look, look. <laughs> take out He's better than all your midfield. And guess what? Spurs is actually on top of you guys. So he's better than Sebios. Yeah, number two on the table. Yeah, don't talk about Sebios. Don't talk about Sebios. I feel like we should give we should give Mourinho the respect. We should yeah, talk number about two because they have Harry Kane, they have Son, they have Jared Bill. Let's stop talking about Jared Bill. Let me actually speak about the game. Um, Please, I I watched I I watched the game. It was typical Mourinho setup. It was like that's the thing. So this guy does the same thing all the time, and sometimes it works. Sometimes, if the team has quality players that can score goals, it will not work. It won't work. Like Tottenham, were the, they were the better team. They played better. But I don't know why he keeps... He played Sissoko, Ndombele, and Hojbrek together. Just to, like, 
it's just to stamp out who on West Brom. Who does West Brom have that he's so worried are about? You, are you okay? The whole season. They've been playing those same players the whole season. And also, I don't think that's as defensive as it sounds because Ndombele is supposed to be like their creative player. Um, yeah, exactly. That's one. And then two, he's starting his starters. I'm not sure the confusion, but ultimately, I don't understand. Like, what? Like, I'm I'm not sure what the confusion is here. And to say that he does everything the same way or he's doing the same thing is supposed to be what he's doing. Like, whatever he's doing that is making him win, he's supposed to continue doing that. So again, like, I this need is just to predict five now for this game. Yes, and I was wrong, but am I wrong because? I didn't really see it. Like, I predicted the win, yes. It was not 5-0, but I thought West Brom would be West Brom. For some reason, maybe they just put up a fight that day. I don't know. They, know. they don't want to get relegated. I don't know. But ultimately, I did think it was going to be 5-0. And that's why I think that 5-0 is going to come with my United. So, <laughs> but ultimately, ultimately, I don't know. This criticism for Mourinho, I get it, man. We don't like him. Some of us have a personal vendetta against him. I get it. But please, with all due respect, he has definitely improved Tottenham. And okay. Tottenham is playing Stella Ball right now. Okay. I, I don't want us to delve too deeply into this Moreno thing because I do think it's a lot of it is you feel how you feel. Uh, Demani, I want to ask you, though. <clears throat> you kind of mentioned the, the kind of squad that Spurs have, which, you know, like I said, don't mention Gareth, Gareth Bale, which, you know, is fair because he's not started. He's really just a 10, 15-minute-a-game player at this point. The squad that but, won in goal in the last game. No, no, of course. He's a quality player. You know, he's yeah. just not. That's, he's, that's not true. he's not on their 11 right now but they do have a ridiculous squad at least in my opinion what do you think the floor is for this team meaning if they finish fifth should they be disappointed should Marino be like not he's not going to be in trouble I, I don't expect but like, should we look at him and say he did a bad job like what's a average job or a good job for Marino with this team with the yeah so the, they have an unbalanced team and George here talking about Hoyberg, the, the, the midfield is average. But average. Seven points. Oh, yeah, points finish, let me finish. Let me finish. The midfield is just bang on average. Hoyberg, Lo Celso, and Dombele, all these guys. It's Sissoko average. Oh, my God. The front line, right? The front line is world class. Like Son, Kane, Bill. We're not even talking about Lucas Mora and Steve. Yo, why are we talking about Bill, bro? Why do you guys keep talking about Bale? Actually, Bale scored the winning goal in the game before West Brom. In the West Ham game, he should have scored a goal and he ended up yes. scoring that like, no, yeah, no He missed Bale one no chance, so he's trash. Bale is no longer that good. But anyway, they uh, they still have him in the squad. So their front line is just... And then the midfield is just so average. And the defence... Well, the best defence, I don't feel like it has changed. Sanchez still does... Sanchez... Uh, Sometimes you play well, sometimes you won't. And I guess uh, Regulion, is that how you say his name? Regulion, he yeah. has been, he has actually been very decent. Yeah. So I would say like the defense is solid. Loris is a good good goalkeeper. The front line is elite and the midfield is bang average. So at this point, if he fails in the season, I can be like, uh, he had a good squad, he should have done better. But I can also be like, yeah, the guys midfield is average. Fifth, I can be like, yeah, it was a midfield fault. Anytime we lose, I feel like it's a midfield fault. I'm not gonna so, right, right. So that's, that's how you think. that told us no matter what, it's a midfield fault. Thank you so yeah, much yeah. for that. 
Wes, I want to ask you, what do you think is a realistic expectation with this squad, regardless of the manager? Like, if you gave this to a manager, this squad, what would you expect them to give you in terms of a position? Uh, top six. Top six. Okay. Yeah. So you think and if he finished fifth, he did a decent job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can finish fifth and, and be good. I, I think they can be one or two signings away from, from like, challenging properly. Okay. George, do you agree with that? I uh, I I mean I put them as uh number two uh before the season started. So if they finished sixth, do you think that Marino would have done a bad job? Yeah, if they finished sixth, then Marino did a bad job. Uh, he has to make top he has to make top four. He has to make top four. Okay. Where did you predict Liverpool to finish? I know he says City City first, Spurs second. Yeah. I heard him say Chelsea third. Uh, Chelsea third. So yeah. then that means that Liverpool is not in your top three. I said they really play Europa. Then I say that. I said. <laughs> <laughs> you know we know, we know how George feels about Liverpool, so we're not even we're not even gonna go there. Um, George, are you now ready to present the bus of the week? Man, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh man. So this uh this week this week uh FPL was really good because the average was like fifty five. So if you scored less than fifty five, you didn't really, you didn't really do good. But our bust of the week, man. So this guy is actually like one of my closest friends, and to be honest, he I feel like he does not. He just started playing FPL, so he does not really know the rules to it, and <clears throat> he did. Transfers that costed him, that cost him uh negative forty eight. <laughs> so because of that, like his his team came up with fifty points. That was awesome. <laughs> Yo, can we stop? <laughs> yeah, he did some transfers. I'm looking at the team even after the transfers. I'm like, man, I mean, he could do better. But again, this is first. He's actually playing FPL, so let it slide. He did, he did transfers. He could have popped his world card. He did not. He took the negative. He still got 50 points and minus the 48, so he ended up with just two points. So we can't <laughs> <have the cost. laughs> But I'll, the people I really want to talk about is Brian. You didn't want to tell us who this person is. Oh, this person is Francis. Francis Akuto Ogidi Gustavo. Mm, yeah, Gustavo. Gustavo. Gustavo is the boss of the week. We didn't record an episode uh the week before. I don't think we crowned the boss of the week. We didn't crown did we crown Ape? We didn't crown Ape because I was not on. No. Yeah, Abe is also oh Ogidi Gustavo is also like a two time boss of the week so far this season. Abe is also a two time boss of the week. And the week before Chizoba was also a boss of the week. Uh yeah, this 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 bust of the week. People are breaking America's record left and right. Like <laughs> we have people getting fifteen, sixteen, two points. Like it's crazy, man. Crazy week. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been it's been bad. I, I do feel bad that Gustavo's our boss because like you said, you obviously didn't explain the rules to FPL to, of FPL to him and you say he's your close friend, so you set him up for failure. Um you know how George is, right? Don't be his friend. Um, but yeah, I think that's good. Are we ready for last words? Demani, yeah. what are your final words, man? Let's let's end yeah, this. My final, my final, my final was just two points. Earlier in the podcast, George said Thomas Miller had more, more assists than KDB. Did not say that Miller had twenty-one assists and KDB had twenty. 
This is a sort of, this, Yo, I'm, I'm this is a sort of deceitfulness that we are becoming used to on this podcast. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry. It's, it's no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Greater than no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Even if you last sometimes place at the center, I don't know. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the second point I wanted to make for my last words was there. Yeah, everyone's talking about all this job, all this job. And they're saying that the man who's going to take over is uh, Mauricio uh, Pochettino, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw Mauricio Pochettino on Sky Sports, and he started one of his points. He said the thing that makes Deliali like Ronaldinho, and then the smile broke from my face. <laughs> and I said, yes, this is the man. This is the right man for the job. <laughs> I'm hoping it all goes as planned. <laughs> wow, wow, okay. That, that's a good way to, you know, to end up on your, your part. George, I don't know if you want to respond, but what are your final words? Yeah, I'll to, have to continue from what Daniel was saying about Pochettino. But I was listening to the guy's interview that asked him that the Ajax, the Liverpool, and Tottenham final, would he, would he have done anything different? You know, like, because mm-hmm. he came. The guy was like, oh, no, I mean... No, I wouldn't do anything, Ken. So I walked my striker. Then I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy is the perfect guy for United. But my last words will go to Ansufati, man. Ansufati, my prodigy. I, I scouted a guy, endorsed him. The guy's injured for four months. I'm just wishing him like you know a speedy recovery. Like you know, he gets he gets what comes back. He doesn't. Hopefully, his form does not drop because injuries like this as well usually you know hurts people like talents like that you know so i just they become stagnant they, they don't they don't improve but i hope this guy just recovers really well from this injury and that he continues to you know that trajectory that he's on <clears throat> so yeah that's that's what my, my also my last choice will go to uh moreno moreno is right now number two on the table united fans need to start respecting him because they'll be pissed if this guy wins the league with uh, tottenham and united ends up playing europa or even does not even play europe next season Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. I think they definitely would be. Um, and make our final words. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> final words for me before I say my final words. Uh, Lapo, I don't know if you know this, but George was correct. Mueller did put up 21 assists last season. That is yeah. not a joke. So, the money is left for you to decide whether or not Mueller is better than KDB. And then he, then now, then, then, then did you guys hear him? He said, well, sometimes you like plays as striker. He, 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 but no problem. So then my second point would be simply shout out to Leicester City, the team that always goes unnoticed. I know we didn't talk about them, but at the end of the day, Leicester is that one team that like, they will beat you if you don't take your time. They actually will beat you. Like they have no respect for anybody, City, United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool. They don't care who you are. They will beat you rightfully so. They are aware right now. At the word top of the table. Now, last but not least, I would like to address something that is very concerning to me. I would like to address Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola, right now, because of you, my boy Raheem Sterling is not shining. I even had to take him off my team. And that's because you've been telling him to do way too many things left wing, center wing, right wing, all of the wings. You have to figure out what you want to do this season, Pep. You're embarrassing everybody right now. And then yeah, that's all I have to say. Thank you. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Please, please, please. I know that when we were doing the Mecca 19 points, the Mecca 19 points, we were really doing it very well. 
We're doing it very well. Everybody was talking about it. 19 point challenge. 19 point challenge. Kerry went and set up a whole team. To do Everybody just celebrated 19 points. Yay, 19 points. Okay, now what's happening? Somebody has got two points. But he's my friend. He's my friend. I didn't tell him the rules. Even though it tells you at the top right hand side of the screen, negative 48. <laughs> negative 48 to show you negative 48. You have to confirm. They will say, Do you want to do negative 48? They even say, Do you want to pop your wild card? <laughs> suggest it. So we want to now say, but he's my friend and he doesn't know. But come and make a negative 18. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, to talk more about the two points. Point well received. Oh man. Wes, final words. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I think um, <laughs> we all need to. Uh, I mean, yeah. We Gustavo should be removed from our league right now. Two points. Two points. We play as an in the if middle of the team is red. If all the team is red, all of them injured, zero points. <laughs> everybody played, he got two points. <laughs> now, time I'm listening to everybody. Everybody's just like, ha ha, okay. Final words, final words. Demand it, let's start with you. Like, this is not something historical. <laughs> set up a whole tournament for me for 19 point challenge, right? Everybody standing up here. I can't beat the record. Kerry said, "Hi, I can't do it, man. I've tried so hard." <laughs> I did try so hard. I couldn't do it, but um, yeah. I mean, uh, so I, I, that's that's crazy that Gustavo got two points. That's that's just wild. But the the last words. I honestly, I don't even know where my last words should go. I think we should um, everyone seems to have like a standpoint or an agenda that that they are that they are going behind and 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 i think every now and then you know we should all try and take a step back and uh analyze things with open eyes you know Mm. with Mm. clear vision and you know objectivity and not allow our biases to um overrule you know our decision or our analysis sometimes. So that makes a lot of sense, Georgie. Listen, Georgie, yeah. Why? But Was was telling us that Ole is going to lead them to glory. Daniel came on this podcast and told us that Arsenal will finish top four, and then me, I'm being biased. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Was. I think honestly, it's good advice for everyone. You know we our side of the argument, but it's okay to change sometimes. It's okay to adjust your position. Um, so yeah, no, I think that's that's a good episode, man. I want to shout out to to David. David is not here, but we predict these games out. We know we have to say who did well. So he got two of the predictions right. He called Spurs winning by one. You know, so probably he knows something about Marino and Spurs that you guys don't know. And he also predicted the uh, United game correctly three one. So shout out to David, man. That's a you know correct analyst. And um, yeah, I think that's it. I and also, you shut me out too. Like, why? I think I got the most points in the field. 
And shout out to David also. He's top of the FPL league, wow. you know. <laughs> I'm also on top of the head-to-head table. You want to shout me out? No, I don't. I don't want to shout you out. I'm trying not to. Okay. And our prayers and thoughts to Ademola Lukman. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that penalty he tried at the end of the game. <laughs> there was down by one. He tried the panenka that was literally maybe the worst one I've ever seen. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, you know, it, it takes a lot of guts to try that at the end of the game. So, you know, we just want to let him know that we support him. He's a bad boy, like Emeka would say, so I'm sure Emeka has DM'd him already to, to tell him to try it again next time. Right, Emeka? He muted himself. Emeka's muted himself. He doesn't want to talk about Lukman. All right, well, thanks for being on, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening.